0: That was great. All right. Cool. I think you we're done. you
1: just down. want to grab a sound bite? I oh, can't see it anymore.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> oh, sure. Is One little mini sound You can basically
0: yeah. just cut all the songs to, like, where, the place where we fuck up. And then, yeah. And then you
1: can just. There's not that some. many of that. No,
0: there's not. Just a little bit. I
2: think that's the point okay. of our friendship. Just <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Support each other.
2: Not in show our fuck up. <laughs> well, yeah. That's right. We're. All All right.
3: Oh
0: Camera, <laughs> I love it. Okay, I was
4: okay. were like, what yeah. you thought? I was like, okay, okay, what you thought? Okay, okay, okay. I, okay. I also love the faces.
0: All right,
4: hello and welcome to Scoppy Radio. My name is Danielle Johansson, and
5: I'm Maureen Smith.
4: And we are joined by Nika Namorovsky.
1: Hello,
4: and Mateo,
1: last name <laughs> Mateo. Whitney.
4: Whitney, cool. <laughs> and then I Francesca.
2: That's me. Yeah. Nice
4: last name. Janice. Nice, cool. Thank Jan- you all so much for being here. We
5: forgot to ask your names before we hit record.
4: <laughs> yeah. Usually we do that. Um, yeah. So we just heard you play some music. Indeed. From your upcoming, well, it's so it's released on the eighteenth, right? The EP.
0: That's right. So yeah. it's it's um it's being officially launched on the eighteenth.
4: Mm-hmm. And it's with your. So, Good at Bad, is that just you, still?
0: Good at Bad is just the name of my musical project. Um, it's not necessarily uh, de- definitive of like what format it comes in. Sometimes right. it's band, sometimes it's solo. Yeah, um, cool. Yeah.
4: Awesome. Um, yeah, how long have you been uh, making music?
0: I started making music. I think it was... October or like no September October of 2014 so it's coming on like three and a half is that right three and a half years something like that bless you maybe that's the truth yeah that's
5: right is that when you like first picked up music or is that when you started doing it as like with, with like an intention
0: Um, it's, it's when I started writing songs and and singing and playing guitar for the most part. I, I played piano as a kid and I always knew some chords on the guitar, but I never said, like, I was never like, I'm going to start writing now until really that point. Um, and then it, it just sort of happened organically and then it kind of just stuck with me. Yeah. Mm.
4: Cool. And I really love, um, what I really love about what you do is, um, you just have that like cool uh singer songwriter like that like angel olsen thing going you know what i'm talking about mm. but, like with the electric so like i'm curious what uh what about the electric guitar pulled you towards it
0: Mm uh well i used to play i used to play acoustic when i first began um and that's kind of what i was first kind of more into and I would just, you know, have my acoustic guitar everywhere. But A, um, I very much enjoy not having to work too hard to play mm-hmm. guitar. I have small hands, and I, I you know, anyone who's played a steel string acoustic guitar knows that it's a lot of work. Smarter. It's smarter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's a lot of work. And and also, um, kind of my style really shifted pretty soon after I started writing songs. About, mm-hmm. like, six months or a year in, I I really kind of changed my stylistic leanings because I started learning to play chords that weren't on the first three frets Right. Um, and started just making my own stuff up and then I started playing electric on Maddie slash Mateo's guitar and it just really felt much better for my style and my performance and being able to like play a chord and it just sustains and, and kind of provides this pad Underneath the vocals, especially because I play solo so often. Mm-hmm. I I really love what the electric guitar offers nice. In the sonic spectrum.
4: Absolutely. And
0: I like a little bit of dirt as well. Yeah, yeah. Well,
4: uh, yeah, it adds something really nice to it, mm. I think um, And it, even I it adds something to that I think kind of like lends itself to like your name Like I, I remember you were talking about that a bit
1: mm. when we had
4: you on for so still background story right. um, we met from doing Scott, uh, the diy fest for scoppy sessions um and uh i love the heartland cafe uh the but we there was just like a weird sound thing that night or something i don't know what ended up happening but i think you immediately followed like a raucous. like it was um the xok's who were fantastic oh yeah um, and so
5: the levels were all yeah. <laughs>
4: And I was like, well you were fan- I reached out to you again when I heard that your EP was coming up, and I was like, "You were fantastic. we'd love to like record you again. so mm. um, yeah, that's kind of I don't remember where specifically I was going with that, but I do have another question, which is um, I love we had so we hadn't met y'all yet at that point, um, but I love what you all sound like together. I think the chemistry sorry, uh, the chemistry between the three of you. Um, as musicians and as friends is a very unique one like how did y'all meet and when did you f- start like kind of music making together
0: um, well Maddie and I are are together we're married actually I know um, <laughs> and so we started playing together quite a while ago um, Maddie has his own project as well which goes under the name of dried spider um, and and we, we've done kind of different iterations, like, from playing covers and jazz standards together to doing my songs and a mix of his songs and um, performing as a duo. Um, and we kind of flow in and out of that as it comes. And Francesca and Maddie and I met outside of the Green Mill Lounge in Chicago one balmy faded summer night. night. One balmy faded summer night. Oh, yeah. And she gave us a lift home, and, and that was that. We kind of just all all clicked
1: She was sassy off the bat. Francesca? Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Have I ever told you how (laughs) I initially... I don't know what I was outwardly, but... You, Nika... um, Slim, as I call you now, because...
0: Slim and curly. She's curly You're softened
2: up, I guess, towards... In in terms of how many facets I've seen of you. You're not um, as as striking as you were in terms of just like how powerful you were and and I've been out around you know meeting people singers and musicians alike and I wouldn't go as far as saying I was intimidated but as close to this intimidated as I've been in, in a long time um, and that force from just like just meeting a stranger on the street and saying and actually being interested um on a level of like i don't really know what's going on but that person knows something maybe knows something about me and at that point <laughs> at that point you know I me mean, you you really weren't singing and playing guitar as much and i came up kind of singing you know mm. and you've yeah this friendship i i'm getting to many points in the, The main one, the main one is that I couldn't be more, um, I just couldn't be feeling more right about being a part of a musical project. It's not like, oh yeah, I'm being hired for this gig and I'm Mm -hmm. doing backups for this gig. Mm -hmm. This has been an ever, you know, ever evolving and like opening up
0: Mm -hmm.
2: in front of my eyes, in front of all of us. And I just think, Mm -hmm. even though we just wrote these parts that you heard, what in the past week or so?
5: That was going to be actually uh, my question, is that, like, as we were sitting here, like, figuring out camera drama and all of that, you two were, you know, um, Maddie and Francesca, um, were basically, like, coming up with these harmonies, like, like or not, if not on the spot, then definitely refining them. And it mm-hmm. was very cool to watch. Daniel and I um, come from a classical music background, where, like, parts are prescribed you know they're written down you know and you and you learn them and it was cool to see um, like kind of you know from like from your like from your ear like kind of refining it I'm wondering like what is your two musical background is it more like learning by ear or is it more formal
1: um we're both schooled yeah, yeah we both went to school we went to Jazz school. Specifically jazz school? Yeah, mine wasn't specifically, but there was jazz in it as well. It was like, right. I, a I
2: enjoyed thing. ear training and transcribing all that, but you know, I was really actually bad at... I wouldn't say bad, but I don't think I would have gotten hired. I'm actually thankful that I got hired as a backup singer, mm-hmm. <laughs> even now, because I never liked singing the same thing twice, which is why I never enjoyed singing classical music. Right. I felt like there were all these rules now. Studying classical music, I realize, oh, this is an art in itself to be able yeah. to hear something, find it, you know, understand the, the tone. Yeah, yeah you gotta be on pitch
1: straight away with no reference. You know, like it's not like you're singing the melody, so you know that the note following this note is up there, and you have a physical reference for it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, all right, hold the note in my head, <laughs> or like, have some way to reference it. Easy
2: peasy. I've been listening to your songs forever and loving them, and hearing a million things over the, something that essentially made, like stays the same because mm-hmm. it's a song. And so now, being a backup singer and making this something that you can like, I don't know, consolidate enough,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: to say, oh. yeah.
0: I mean, being it's it's really interesting, interesting being in in this context with Maddie and Francesca as as the other vocalists, because like like they both said, like the the melody is constant. I have no, I don't, I don't in, uh, intellectualize the music that I write because I never really learned guitar in much detail. So I generally don't know what chords or notes I'm playing, and I just kind of like write it out of my head and. While that's great for me, then coming into um, a situation with other musicians and them having to be like, that's a fourth. No, that's the sharp fourth. Oh wait, why don't you sing the second? Oh no, wait, that doesn't work because it clashes with the seventh and ninth. And they just like throw out all of these technical terms and same with um, the rhythm section, the bass and, bass and drums. You know, it's like, there's so much uh, knowledge and, and c- kind of in- intuitive uh, understanding that goes into playing with somebody Mm -hmm. and so it's really fascinating to sit here and and kind of work out these harmonies with them because they have this whole other language between them that i don't fully i mean i understand but i don't understand when it comes to actually putting it into practice Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah it's
4: super interesting to kind of think of like singer as musician versus just like singer as singer you know mm-hmm. what i mean like thinking about mm-hmm. it like mm-hmm. i want to sit in on a band as a yes. singer well i yeah. really better make sure i know my chords and know yeah. where like the notes i'm singing yeah like oh it's such line an harmonic. like you have to think and not even ju- like you have to think about it it's interesting um because it uh it can have this air of being um off the cuff or, or something like that, but it's also super interesting to, like, hear about jazz training for, for singers and how theoretic the, the um, is that even a word? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 sure. Um, um, we made it the, one. Uh, <laughs> the processes, you know? Yeah. Um,
5: I think that's something that singers don't get a lot of, is, like, yeah. actually... Like getting to sit and figure out where their voice lies within an within an ensemble of not just singers. Right. Like I remember when I was in school, we had to take everybody had to take a conducting class and, um, you know, every since all of the students were musicians, you know, we would all be handed a score and we would all you know play like an orchestral score and we would all play our parts. And so the singers that we were just told like nah, pick a part that's not. Represented, and so we would be sitting there like trying to read an oboe part or something like that, Mm -hmm. and it was so foreign to all the singers of just like like there was no hand holding, there was none of that. It was just like I don't know, figure it out, and Mm -hmm. and it's it's so cool like it would it, it would have been so cool to get more of that experience of just like being thrown the deep end mm. of like all right you are a part of this ensemble find where you find where you fit and make mm. sure that it sounds mm. on point because we're not helping you
6: mm.
1: i'm currently teaching nika's baby sister um pitch she's two years old and at that age you're super receptive yeah to to memorizing pitch you know to internalizing pitch so we sit down at the piano. Mm-hmm. See. C, see. See.
3: Yeah. see That's you, her. That's uh, my impression. Uh, <laughs> I've,
4: I've heard a lot about that where you can even kind of teach young kids um, like perfect pitch. Like yeah, it, yeah, yeah, totally. Is totally. she picking that up
1: really quick, you feel? Or? Uh, I don't know. I feel, I, I think it's something that will show itself because she's not like, kind of intentionally doing it like, right like throwing it back at me she's just kind of rolling along with it mm-hmm. there'll be a clicking point if there is
4: yeah mm. um that's the other thing I always love talking about is um Chicago as an art scene mm-hmm. and then kind of like I'm always interested when we have folks on from different backgrounds and from you know all these different things kind of like what it is that you think about your art in relationship to the city like and i because uh, I, I think that in a lot of ways, like, the connections that we make and the way that we make art and, um, like, the rich DIY scene here, um, the scrappiness of it all. Um, I'm just, uh, specifically for you, um, you know, what does the city of Chicago mean to your music?
0: Mm. Um, well, it's interesting because I... Uh, like I said, I wasn't a songwriter or or somebody involved in the music scene. I I've been mostly involved in visual arts for most of cool. my kind of growing up life, and then that's what I studied in in college as well. Um, so, but I was exposed to a lot of music as a kid because my dad's a big um, just a music lover and a sound engineer, and so he's always been. It's always been a huge part of my kind of cultural education. That's I went to far more concerts than I did go to art museums, mm-hmm. um, which if, if anything has expressed itself subconsciously, event, eventuated yeah. in an interesting way. Um, so I saw um, being in Chicago as really like a cultural hub and a place where musicians from around the world consider Consider Chicago um, worthy and respected enough to come here on tour. Mm -hmm. So I saw a lot of world music. Um, I saw a lot of kind of amazing international acts and as well as acts from all around the country um, from kind of experimental jazz and like folks like Bill Frizzell to Bjork and Ravi Shankar Mm -hmm. and those coincidentally were all concerts that I fell asleep at, because I was like nine, um, but nonetheless like those are all experiences that, that have solidified the value of music from outside of just the American tradition in yeah. my life. Um, so that, that was a really big part of my growing up, and then currently, um, like you mentioned, a really rich DIY scene i think right now people living in chicago are really considering themselves part of a bit of a renaissance mm-hmm. um there's a lot of very successful and amazing musicians coming out of chicago right now like people a lot of my peers actually are like getting onto the national scene and mm-hmm. and going on national tours with you know billboard rated artists and you know, there's just a lot of kind of... It feels like things are really brewing here. Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as that can be a somewhat debilitating force because you're like, Oh, God, I'm not doing well enough. It's also a real driving force for me because it's like, I... You know, even if I feel not, not on par with a certain musician or a certain other artist or whatever it may be, I'm also fully recognizing that those people are a part of my community and they serve as mm. as cultivators and ins- mm. inspiration as much Light as workers as much mm. as um yeah
4: yeah no, I, I totally get that and like cuz i know for us and me especially the, the last couple of days i've been doing this um, criticism in a changing america seminar with the goodman and so while i've been doing that i've been with a bunch of other arts journalists pretty mm. much representatives from like every indie and even some major publications in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that it'd be, and it's something that I think I've been thinking about a lot lately in the last year, because I agree with you that it, it feels like there's kind of something mm-hmm. brewing in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I, I think it is really easy to look at, you know, other folks that are making podcasts or other folks that are publishing or, or anything like that and, and like, play that comparison game. Mm-hmm. But I do think that what... I mean, and, I, and I'm curious, kind of, uh, your thoughts, too, of, like, the fact that what makes Chicago so unique is... Well, first off, it's so affordable, but, like, it's also, like so community based mm. like there's so much like I just love how the, the fact that the DIY Chicago Facebook page exists in the way that it is mm. you know where mm. it's like and even some people are just randomly like oh I have an idea and everybody's like I want to collaborate mm. there just seems to be a very strong mm. yeah. collaboration thing of like let's all let's try to lift each other up mm. to a bigger platform yeah
1: yeah yeah that's cool I wonder if it's like also like in response to kind of the lack of community that this age is kind of generating Mm -hmm. you know like the isolation that we all feel Mm -hmm. as you know people existing within capitalism Mm -hmm. the brain of capitalism because yeah because I can definitely feel the opposite also in Chicago Mm -hmm. as
2: long as there's that energy but not a sense like not an over sense of individualism and like association what i what i think is that is the most debilitating force is as a so-and-so with in a creative environment in a creative environment we can come together and we can speak our hearts and our minds and try to create harmony which is why i think you've been drawn to music as just an artist and as a creative being because it is a probably the purest form of coming together with the ability to overcome or transcend all of our differences so it's how i met them and how i was close to them because of the community driven energy that's felt in chicago mm-hmm. side of the street come to my house have a tea meet my family they live with kids ages two to eighty in that house i've seen people you know come in and that your music is filled with that mm. <clears throat> mm. but uh, but yeah I think the dichotomy in Chicago mm. is maybe that trying to get to whatever New York had like have an identity as this or as that as Chicago or even microcosm as a artist that sings this is okay Chicago doesn't have to be any of that Chicago mm-hmm. can be The ultimate melting pot, the city, the Midwest where things come together.
4: Yeah, and I mean, to your point, like, as far as like labor movements and kind of like socialism movements in America and like anti capitalist movements, like, Chicago was a wealth of history for that. I mean, Mm -hmm. the socialist. Party, like the best run the socialist party has ever had in the last couple centuries was in Chicago. Mm. Um, and I mean, like the Haymarket riots, like mm. so much labor history, mm. and so that's kind of why. So it's interesting, uh, I'm trying to think how I want to word this. It's interesting being at something like the Goodman, where it's such an institution. The Goodman you know? Theater, yes, yeah, and um, and it, in some ways, that's great, like in some ways, that's fantastic that that, that exists. Um, but it's interesting to me to think about as we work toward work to better quality and work to like mm. be on a national scale you know and and, mm. and make our art something that is relatable like mm. is mm. but also you know it's it's always interesting to me how do we take the things the, the community building the diversity the mm. the labor history of Chicago and make it something mm. That it keeps that identity, but is also, like... You're, something we can be proud of, I guess? Is that a weird way... I think way?
0: that, like... I think that that's reflected in what's happening in the arts here right now. Because, like, there's just so much... Uh, there's so much really new and original and boundary-pushing art coming out of the city right now. Mm-hmm. And... I think that it's like people have been been working their asses off to get to get their craft to where it is. Like I know, you know, a lot of people that have just like popped out all of a sudden. They're like amazing. And you're like, "What have you been doing for the, like the last 6 years?" Have you just yeah. been practicing Whatever. in your basement? And it's like, "Yeah, that's what I've been doing. Like I've just been honing and cultivating and incubating this thing that I'm now presenting to the world and everyone is super receptive to it because it rocks." And I think like that's very much reflected in the culture of Chicago, where like we're not, you know, like I think that people coming from a place like LA or from New York, like saying like I'm from New York, has a whole level of like authority about it because like you've grown up in this in this place that's kind of an international um, arts hub, and. I think that people that live in Chicago will all say, like, Chicago is that, and it, and it is. And, and like I said before about musicians that come here from all around the world to perform um, or to, to show their work, like, it is, it, it definitely has so much cultural clout, but it's not necessarily viewed that way by the outside world, so you can't just say, like, well, I'm from Chicago, mm-hmm. unless maybe you're, like, a blues musician or a jazz musician. I think, like, those... They that definitely holds a lot of historical value in this city, but as an like an independent artist, like saying I'm from Chicago doesn't have the same weight about it. I think to to people at least in other countries mm. for sure. I um, this is a tangent, but I lived mm. in Australia for a couple of years. That's actually where I began to play music, and that's where Maddie's from. Um, and you know, like when you ask people in Australia, like oh, like they're like, oh, you're from the states. Like I really want to go to L. A. Mm -hmm. oh i really want to go to new york and it's like i I, nobody i know comes here and goes to chicago Mm -hmm. unless like now that we live here we're like come visit us you know and and they come and and unfailingly they like have an amazing time Mm -hmm. because it's a beautiful beautiful place um so
4: i'm interested uh what drew you to chicago coming from have from being, cause that, that is an interesting thought it's kind of the thought of me for like, where I'm like oh would I ever live in Germany or would I ever mm-hmm. live in, you know what I mean like just some other country, mm-hmm. and I always end up going like, oh well then I'd have to live in Berlin like I would never right, live in right, the right. I would never live in a second city of you know what I right. mean, like, yeah. so I'm kind of curious what uh, I also don't mean to just like be bugging you about your life or anything like that, but Was uh, it
2: uh, the deep dish pizza, Maddie? Yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh yeah deep dish pizza no um yeah it was situational because of this one. Oh, cool basically but i mean having said that like we've been thinking is this where we're them. going to set up like is this where we're gonna like it live and and despite the winter the answer keeps coming up as yes yeah because like Affordability. Affordability. It, it just offers yeah. so much, you know. Like artistically, it offers a lot. Lifestyle, it offers a lot. Like, mm. it's funny. It's funny. Like, um, yeah. No, we, we. You know, L.A. New York could definitely being you know, like contenders. Mm-hmm. But in terms, of not pro- L.A.
0: I don't. I don't want to live in
1: L.A. Well, I mean, in the conversation, or San Fran, or mm. right. Like,
4: there, it's yeah.
1: But yeah, Chicago. Chicago's honest and real, and. Um, It's it's a home home base, I think is what is what kind of sets it apart. I feel like New York or LA, you know, they're like they're places to uh, to step through, you know, Mm -hmm. or like Mm -hmm. launching pads or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But and so you know everyone's got an agenda or whatnot. But I feel like yeah, and coming back to the conversation that's been going on, uh, this has been present for me as well, isn't it? That like people live here, people have their families here, people have their lives here. So art happens. In a... and a... Just a... A life way. In the marketplace. In the marketplace, but not even. You know, like, people will just do weirdo Anything. jazz gigs because they live here and that's what they want to do. You know, it's not like just getting to the next place, you know? It's like... Yeah. So stuff happens from a yeah. more organic, organic place, which is important to me in terms of developing, like, stuff. I mean,
5: stuff. case in point, you played a set in our study. Mm-hmm. Like, that's some Chicago shit. Yeah. Like... You know, like going into somebody's house mm. and like, you know, and w- at a certain point we thought it was a tough sell, like, you know, to asking people to come in and play, but it like, I think, it, it. I think it's, I, I think it's, you know, I think that it's, it's in the point that you're making of like, people make here, they make art where they live. It's, it's, mm. it's one thing.
1: Yeah. For their lives, yeah. you know, not mm. for some later reward yeah, yeah which is yeah. important for real art I reckon yeah I
0: think it's also I mean every I think everyone kind of recognizes the the value of art in community and community building but I think mm-hmm. that what I'm seeing a lot is like you know people really um, continue to to stake the claim that art is a way to keep everybody healthy. Mm-hmm. And that's really present in like the young DIY scene and the young in in the young artistic scene. Here is like people are coming together in in a, in community spaces in DIY homes at small venues, a little hole in the wall bars to like watch their friends play a set that would otherwise go unnoticed because it's like it's it's medicine, it's it's food for for souls here, mm-hmm. and I think that's really what. Um, you know, it's. I think that other places, there just it, there is always, of course, competition and and kind of striving. But other places, I think they hold a a higher level of desperation and a lower level of kind of just it uh, inherent intrinsic reward um, because it is so difficult. You know, like to to make rent or or to mm-hmm. get across town with your gear or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. You know, it's like there's. I think that there's for me anyway. Obviously, I grew up here, so I I feel very comfortable in Chicago. Um, but it, there's definitely is just like feels like there's not a this level of volatility that makes it feel uh, just impossible to to go play a random gig, you know, wherever down the street. That you know, like the Scoppy sessions. Mm-hmm. You guys message me like. Very shortly before it happened. Mm-hmm. Like the week before or something. And I was like, yeah, I live down the street. It's, uh, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll come down with my guitar. Yeah. Yeah.
4: You know. Cool. Well, we should wrap up. Uh, so the last thing we do with all of our guests is a one-minute plug for anything they have upcoming. Sometimes okay. that's very obvious, like uh, an EP soon to be released. Um, uh-huh. Otherwise, we love also hearing about... Um, Other folks you think are doing dope work uh, Mm. and just like general self-care things, movies, books, anything like that. Cool.
0: Yeah. Um, All right. Well, I'll start. Um, Good at Bad is dropping our debut EP um, on October 18th at the Beat Kitchen. And along with us playing are Carlisle, who is, um, the the band is fronted by, this chick named Emily Nichols. She's really rad. Um, a lovely lady named Shanae, who I have never met, but um, she's a beautiful singer. I just found her, like, so far clip and I was like, hey, you're from Chicago, let's play a show. Um, and this amazing MC named Michael DeVille, who's been one of the people actually that was in my mind when I was saying, like, people just come up out of, out of the woodwork and are just killing it he's um recently released his debut album also called peace fam and it's also super medicinal um anyway that's october 18th at the beat kitchen and starts around eight it's gonna be an amazing night yeah do y'all want to plug anything
2: oh uh this this (laughs) i'm i'm plugging this this music uh, why didn't you plug the So Far Sounds thing?
0: I don't know because I just had more than one minute
1: can you plug it though? It's got, isn't it just like discreet? hit me up sure. on Facebook yeah. if
0: you want to come to So Far Sounds yeah the Facebook we'll
1: be we'll, three of us will be there yeah the rest of the band won't so you have to come to the, both shows really to see it all <laughs> so, great what's the date of the to the 18th Wednesday the 18th
0: is Beat Kitchen Beat
1: Kitchen that's the launch So Far Sounds the is 30th the 30th
0: cool cool nice maddie do you have anything you want to plug do you have any gigs coming
1: up uh i no no i don't no. um check out my friend's band cooey i was gonna
2: say from
1: australia how do you um, spell it it's k double o double e it's like
3: double i
1: double i sorry k double i cool <laughs> um <laughs>
4: Is that, that that's how it's actually pronounced? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's cool. like you need do, do that over here? Like is that like a sound that's a
4: thing that people do, but not with the K. Or it's well Oh yeah, it's like C double O double E. It's oo but that's not who E. Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not the same Well thing. in Australia yeah, it's cool. And they're just like they're super close buds of mine, and they make beautiful music. And they're under the, under the global radar, but they really shouldn't be. Um, cool. So yeah, give do yourself a favor and chuck that on your, on your commute somewhere and get deep, get rich.
5: Awesome.
4: Cool. Well, thank you all so much for listening. I've been Daniel Johansson.
5: I continue to be Maureen Smith.
4: If you want to keep up with what we are up to, there are so many ways that you can do that. You can head over to scopymag.com. That's our website. You can find all of our articles there, all of our podcast episodes, as well as all of our Scopy Studios and Sessions videos. Um, upcoming, our most upcom- uh, upcoming thing is on Thursday night. We're doing our hearing and color... Uh, performance. We're not involved with it. Uh, it's we've talked about it a bit on the show already, but for if you haven't heard yet, uh, it's really cool. It's going to be all Filipino songs by all Filipino composers by all Filipino performers, and it, it was completely programmed and administered by all Filipino folks, uh, which is super interesting to us and is the whole premise behind Hearing in Color. Uh, it's at Emerald City Coffee at 7 p.m. So do check that out. Uh, otherwise, you can find us on all the social media places. Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, uh, Google Play and
5: iTunes, iTunes Podcast iTunes Podcasts.
4: I always forget that one. Yeah. Under Scopy Mag, we spell that S-C-A-P-I-M-A-G. And on Facebook, we are Scopy Magazine.
5: And as always, I'm here to emphasize the importance of donations. We run on a shoestring budget. Everything that we've been able to do up to this point has been through your generosity. So first of all, thank you so much. Second of all, we could use a little bit more help. If you're in a position to give, you can head to our website, scopymag.com. Go to our about section. There are a couple ways that you can give. You can do a one-time donation. If you choose to do that, you will have our eternal gratitude. If you choose to give on a monthly level, some cool things will happen. First of all, our next two donors at any level will receive a free bag of half-wit coffee. At $10 a month, you'll receive one free session per month of studio photography with Daniel in our space. And at $25 a month or above, you'll be a part of our affiliate program, We're grateful to our donors at every level, but our affiliates are individuals, businesses, and organizations who support our mission of uplifting local arts and independent media at a higher level. We believe that such generosity during this time deserves recognition, so our affiliates will be featured on our website with a link to their website or social media as a means of advertisement and will receive a Scoppy Affiliate window sticker. So, give a little... Give a lot. And if you can't give, then listen, participate, and share.
4: Cool. Thanks again so much for listening. Go out and make something.
5: Yep.